This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Today's show is brought to you by Yo Radio. The first music and radio platform with stations curated and managed by artists and influencers from across the globe. From Drake Bell to Megadeth's David Ellefson to UFC star Uriah Hall, just to name a few. Welcome to Yo Radio. Yo Radio delivers the best listener experience and is completely free. From hip-hop to rock to blues to EDM, Yo Radio has the music you want at your fingertips. Download the app now in the App Store for Apple devices and in the Google Play Store for Android. Or just go to YoRadio.com. That's YoRadio.com. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by my friends at The Rope Trainer. And as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one, from big leaguers to little leaguers. So let's make sure you're checking out The Rope Trainer today. Um, if you're following the guys over at The Rope Trainer, you, you'll notice now they are in Lake Point in Atlanta, which, in, in, in my opinion, is the mecca of, of, uh, of baseball tournament locations. If you're a true uh, college prospect if you're a true pro prospect chances are you'll find yourself at lake point in a perfect game event there at some juncture i know there's other locations throughout the country but um i was fascinated when uh, my son got to play there simply because i mean the teams were from all over the country all over the world the top teams that play in those top tournaments so it was an amazing place and for earl parent and the gang over at the rope trainer to be there just tells you where they're at in the growth of this wonderful product. And again, check them out. Special thanks again, Earl Perrin, John Smolch, Chris Verna, everyone over at the Rope Trainer. Thank you for allowing Youth Baseball Talk uh, to be uh, associated with you guys. Again, really appreciate what you're doing trying to address this arm epidemic. Um, interested for today's show to get rolling here. Um, I want to share with the listeners uh, something I got to do last week. You know, I think for the majority of the people that listen to the show, I think the purity of baseball, the love for just baseball in general, probably runs pretty deep. Um, I think that if you're listening to this show, you obviously love the game of baseball, especially in the youth sector or even the prep sector for that matter. Um, have kids involved in it. Um, maybe in some certain way you, you're using the show to reach the influencers, which, again, I'm happy to do. I mean, I love every one of these guys that's involved in the show. But the truth of the matter is I think we're all listening because we're all trying to talk about and deal with some of the things that are wrong with the game. But there's a lot of things that are right with the game, too. And um, I just had an opportunity last week to spend it in Omaha, where the whole world, the collegiate baseball world, kind of ascends on Omaha starting at the end of last week as teams arrive, start working out, and then start competing in the final portion of the College World Series. Um, you know, the purity of the game of baseball at the college level is just that. Um, you're talking about extremely high-level players playing a game for passion, for love. But it's no different than any other baseball game, folks. We've got kids that are playing right now that have been drafted, that have lots of money on the table waiting for them to finish. Um, we've got kids out there performing at an extremely high level that love it, leave everything on the field. 
um, sweat, blood, emotion that are never even going to get a chance, but they're out there playing at the highest level that they can play right now. Um, the emotion, the passion, the raw energy that, that, that gets put into this. You know, I always say this. There's nothing like committing to somewhere, deciding this is where I want to be, and then, and then performing in that arena. Um, you know, I think sometimes at the youth level, I say this a lot, I think we take, quote-unquote, getting on a team kind of lightly. Um, tryouts have done that a little bit to us, um, in my opinion. We, you know, we're just trying out, trying to make a team, right? You know, for a lot of these kids that are at the Mississippi States and the North Carolinas and the Oregon States and the Texases of the world, I mean, look at Clemens. I mean, you know, are you telling me that kid wasn't born to be a Longhorn? So, you know, for some of these kids, it is as emotional as it gets for them and where they're at. For some kids, uh, some of the schools, um, you know, who knows if that was their 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 destination school things like that but in the end when you commit to somewhere you basically are saying i want to be here i want to be part of something i don't think we take that into account enough at the youth level again i I go back to what i just said i think some of it is well i tried out for the teams i really wanted to be a part of and you know what i just wasn't good enough okay I, i get that or they didn't want me whatever but there's politics involved they didn't and and again i get it so that's fine but regardless of where you go I mean, let, let's look at that scenario real quick here before, you know, I, I, I do my, my, my little intro here and then we'll kind of dive in a little deeper. But let's look at that scenario. So let's just say your game – let's say you want to play for Team A and you tried out for Team A and guess what? Team A didn't have a spot for you. But you made Team B. And you know what? It's not exactly where you wanted to be. So what do you do? Do you half-ass it? Do you say, ah, this stinks or whatever? Guess what? It happens all the time and it happens a lot. And in fact, that approach right there is what is typically called a cancer on the team. So I would say this to everybody, and I would challenge you with this. If whatever team has decided that they would like you to play for them, and then you accept that position, I would expect you to go out and give it everything you have. Because if you don't, you're part of the problem. And it made me think about it watching these college kids and the effort. And the way they play the game and the love and the passion. And I'm not just talking about Mr. Clemens in Texas. I'm not just talking about some of these great players. I'm talking about the kids on the bench that aren't even playing. Up out of the dugout, high-fiving the joy, hanging hanging on the rail, every pitch, every play, every swing. You have to strive for that if you really love the game. Now, if you're just playing to play, there's nothing wrong with that. But guess what? You get what you get then. You get what you, you're going to get what you put in it, out of it. That's, but see, and again, we're back to life lessons. That's anything in life. But it was an interesting trip for me because in one breath, I'm sitting here watching these college kids and watching what they're doing. And I'm sitting here going, man, I can't even imagine what it's like to be a 19 or a 20 year old kid. And you're, but at the same time, then I go to my son's game and I'm watching 15 year old kid play in an atmosphere and he just, he just wants to play. And, you know, and, and, and he struggles, and then he has success, and the emotions, and the up and down. And I'm watching, thinking to myself, this is his time to learn and get better and work through things on his own, things that I can't help him with, things that I'm sure his coaches try to help him with. And maybe some days it sinks in and some days it doesn't. It takes you all the way back to when they were eight years old and started playing ball or picked up a glove when they were four or five and started playing catch. 
At some juncture in every one of these kids' lives, something happened along their journey that made them decide, I want to be a baseball player, and I want to be the best player I can be. And who are and, and what do we do, and in what arena do we participate in this journey, whether you're a father, a mother, a coach, a trainer, a, a hitting instructor, a pitching coach, a mentor, whatever you are, a friend, whatever you are, what was your role in this process? Did you help it? Did you hinder it? Did you, did you knowingly help it? Did you knowingly hinder it? I mean, at some juncture, the pure love and enjoyment of the game will take over and it will propel a player one way or the other. And what I mean by that is I, I look at my own son and I, and I tell people all the time, as I've distanced myself away from the decision-making in his life and allowing him to make decisions for himself, because that's the only way we can have trustworthy kids is to let them prove to be trustworthy let them prove to be worthy of making decisions that are good decisions. I'm not just talking about baseball now, obviously, but baseball is what we're talking about today. I can't make every decision for him. I can't get in the batter's box with him. I can't go out on the field with him. You know, does it do any good for me to call him over after a game in which he struggled and start in on him about the things that he did wrong? I, I mean, it's hard not to because you want to help him and you don't want to see him fail. But you know what I've realized I don't know that anything's helped my son this year like a little bit of failure. I think it's helped him more than any lesson. I've seen a kid get hungry. I've seen a kid want to work more. I've seen a kid take it more personal. But every one of these kids in this College World Series at one time or another has struggled, and they may have very well been on these same fields my son is playing on years earlier. As a young man trying to decide where's his place and how much do I want this and do I really want to give all this effort and do I have what it takes and where's my skill level and what's my options, what are my grades? I mean, I, it's all part of this. But, if you, but I hope you're watching the College World Series and I hope you're watching the energy and the effort and the passion that these guys play with. There, there does seem to be, you can, I, I'm not saying everybody, but if you, if you love baseball and you watch it and you go watch, I mean, there is some love loss there with once they get through college and now they go f have a career in baseball. It, it is different. It just is. You know, it's different. I, you know, I think when you go to a college, you, start, you get a little bit of a family thing going on, right? And pro players and minor league players, they spend a lot of time together. But, man, it, it, whether you like this or not, it becomes a little selfish, these guys are trying to make it, so it becomes selfish. In college, you still have that team thing, it feels like, you know. Some of the great baseball teams that you see in the major leagues, what is one of the things you can really say about the better teams? Doesn't it seem like they're all tight, close-knit, all getting along? Well, guess what? Winning makes all that seem a little more, you know, a little more uh, noteworthy. But when it comes right down to it, when we're talking about the development of kids and the growth and where they're going and where they're headed with their own with their own games, I mean, it's a big part of it. So I encourage everybody to really, to really watch it. And again, um, I, <laughs> I would have to say without question that today, um, you know, I, I, my only ask of you is tune, tune into a game and really, really in, enjoy it and watch it for what it is. Um, as I do each week, I highlight uh, a different uh, influencer here so that, uh, so that you can hear them earlier on in the podcast. Uh, th this time I'm going to do my friends up at Precision Impact. And I want to remind everybody that, you know, this is a company, uh, precisionimpact.ca, that I'd really like you to check out. Um, 
the one product that I see more and more, and I saw them all over the place this weekend, those sand balls that they have that are high quality, that are that they have at a very competitive price. You know, coaches, if you're not using these, they're tremendous. They, they provide a couple different things. Number one, if you're like me, you've probably at one time or another showed up to a field with your bucket of balls and really nowhere to take BP. So these allow you the opportunity to always let your kids get some swings um, because once they hit, you know, they, they compress around the bat and, and they don't fly all that far. And, but what it does do is it challenges the hitters to drive through the baseball, swing the bat properly, ball flight, all that kind of stuff will tell you these things. But when they wrap around the bat, they really give them the feel of the compression. And then it teaches the kids, hey, listen, i got to be firmer here. I gotta, it, it, it's a great aid. It's a great teaching aid. It's a great tool. It's a great uh, uh, thing that you can use for warming up. Again, the, this is by far, in my opinion, something that I'm sorry, but I don't know how you don't have a few of these, at least a, a handful of them on hand, on hand. So again, I'm trying to be um, trying to figure out why more people don't have them. But again, precisionimpact.ca, you can get them there, very quality item at a competitive price because of the way they do their business. They're able to, to allow you to buy them at, at really affordable pricing. They do offer discounts, contact them. Uh, in in, in uh, quantity discounts. Right now, though, um, when you check out at precisionimpact.ca, you can receive an additional 10% off your order by typing in Youth Baseball Talk in the uh, in the coupon area. So let's go to my friends over with precisionimpact.ca and hear what they have for us this week. Take it away, fellas. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Precision Impact. My name is Dirk, and on today's rundown, we're going to talk about something that's very important on any sports organized team, and that's leadership. Now, leadership is something that I'm currently having a bit of an issue with with my team that I'm coaching. And something that I wanted to bring to light to everybody here as well and just express a little bit about some of the things that go into what makes a good leadership and better yet, how to create an environment that creates leaderships. Now, something that I'm starting to find is that leadership starts from the top. Good coaches are not going to create good followers, but ultimately what we're trying to do is create more leaders. So some of the things we've got to do is create an environment where leaders can thrive and start to rise no matter the size, the strength, the skill, or talent, we're trying to create an environment where true leaders can start to surface. Now, that very well might be making sure that the people that are preventing leaders from being formed are the odd man out. Instead of having a, a team of you know, 18 to 20 players and 10 or 15 of them start scrutinizing and teasing the odd man for wanting to be a leader, it's important to create a culture where being a leader is ultimately what you want or what is encouraged. Now, that can be done in a numerous different ways, but what I'm trying to do is, is try to express what a leadership is actually represents and that's somebody that we respect not out of fear no coaches ultimately are forms of authority but what we're trying to do is also be leaders as well now when it comes to players being leaders it's really important that those players realize that you don't necessarily have to be the most talented you don't have to be the tallest or the strongest or most skilled player it's, it's an attitude, and when you show up to the yard, it directly refre reflects how you dress and how you conduct yourselves and how you practice and how you train. Um, and it, all these things ultimately will form a leader, and other players will start to take notice. It's how you, how you conduct yourself on and off the field, on the bases, off the bases, in the dugout. Um, are you that guy that gets rallies going or the ones that are the most active, no matter whether you're playing or not? Are you, are you doing the little things that help your team win baseball games? 
or at the very least be more successful. Now, you have to definitely communicate to that year to your players to make sure they understand that they just because they aren't the best on the team doesn't necessarily mean they can't be one of the biggest leaders or a huge influence in your success going forward, but that takes communication, it takes understanding, it takes you to sometimes lay it out as to what this team needs. So my team in particular, we're full of a lot of talented and skilled players, but nobody really feels the desire to step up and be a leader. Everyone kind of wants to be on the same page. Nobody wants to be segregated for good or for bad, but it's important that every team has some form of a leader or you know the overall goal is to have multiple leaders in whether it be in the outfield alone you know typically your center fielder is going to be a huge leader you're going to put a huge role model out there your shortstop as well in terms of your infield is going to be a huge leader on behind the dish as your catcher is probably one of the most crucial leaders somebody who can be loud and proud and control the game from behind the dish you also need leaders in the dugout that, that can make rally the troops or at the very least keep things energized in the dugout, make sure people are doing the right thing, they're not losing focus, they're not on their, on their phones. There just aren't enough coaches on some of these younger squads to be able to manage all areas of every game. So it's important that you start developing leaders within your team from a coach's standpoint. If you're a player and you notice that there's lack of leadership on your team, take the initiative. Find out what it is that your team needs. What kind of skill set, what kind of requirements are you going to require to step up and be a leader? Now, if you're, if you're getting scrutiny from your teammates, that's just them not wanting to be leaders and, and scrutinizing you for wanting to step up. And you can't let that deter you from wanting to be a good leader. And as a coach, if you see that, it's important that you don't allow that to happen. You want leaders to rise up through your ranks. You want to be a kind of a leader and an authoritative coach that creates more leaders, not simply just followers that do what you say, but having players on your team that you can trust to delegate things to do, to take players over there to help either be instructed or just make sure they run smoothly. You're going to find that you're more successful as a team, that you're getting more done. Your practices are more productive. Your games are going smoother. And that allows you to do your job as a coach specifically, and that is to mentor and to coach and facilitate the game to go forward. As those games uh, begin we have less of a role. We can only co control so much off the field, from the dugout, from the corners in terms of the bases. It's important that you have the right people in the right places, doing the right things with the right mentality to make sure that when you're not able to go take a mound visit, that your shortstop or your third base or your catcher calls time and talks to the pitcher and calms things down. If there's a play in the outfield, it's important that immediately the right person starts to communicate and that the other players respect and respond well to that communication. So it's very important to understand what a leader consists of and how to create one and then do your best to create a culture and an environment where they begin to thrive. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns regarding the video, please leave a comment down below. Thanks. Great stuff, as always, from my friends at PrecisionImpact.ca. They do a tremendous job. And again, um, you know, I really encourage you to, to check out a wonderful product. And is it just as important, um, you know, folks, they mean a lot to me. They mean a lot to the show. I would appreciate you always giving the people that, that, that you know, take the time to support us so that we can keep the show on the air, at least give them an opportunity for your business. So again, that's precisionimpact.ca. Okay, back to the, uh, oh, you know what, real quick though, let's remind you who, who we are. We're, we're Youth Baseball Talk, youthbaseballtalk.com. What you can do at the website there, subscribe to the podcast, it's absolutely free. Um, 
you can do your shopping on Amazon. You're buying a lot of baseball stuff anyway if you buy it through Amazon. If you go through youthbaseballtalk.com and click Amazon, we get a very small referral. It helps us with the production costs. So if you would do it, we would greatly appreciate it. The main number one thing that people do at the website, though, is um, we've obviously churned out. You know, we're, we're closing in on almost 200 episodes as we keep moving forward. We're, we're inching closer. Um, people go back and listen to the very first one we ever did years ago. So you simply can scroll down. Uh, you can pay. Once you get to the bottom, you can get to the very first page from the very first episodes we ever did. And again, you can scroll through them. You can find the ones that you think might apply to something that's going on currently in your game. But really what we do is I get people that say, hey, I just found you. You know, I started from the beginning. I'm on episode number 60. You know, you did the. It's, it's really, I'll tell you what, it's humbling. But it's also great to hear that people are still finding the content relevant and they're enjoying it. So we've had great guests, great influencers, some of the best in the business on the show. So I do appreciate you guys doing it uh, and, and, and approaching it that way from youthbaseballtalk.com. Find us on social media. On Twitter, you'll find us at Podcast Baseball. Like our Twitter page. If you're involved in the game of baseball, we're going to follow you back. Youth Baseball Talk on Facebook. Simply type that in in the search bar. Like our Facebook page. Um, Invite your friends that are involved in the game to like it as well. We would greatly appreciate it. Instagram as well, Youth Baseball Talk. And, of course, we're a member of lineupmedia.fm, home now to the wonderful Yo Radio, the Internet radio station. Download it. Leave a great uh, review for them. They do a tremendous job here, and they're trying to develop one of the latest and greatest in Internet radio stations. And, again, that's Yo Radio. Check it out today. My producers, Brian Crock, Andrew Allen, thank you for all you do. And, again, um, you know, I couldn't do this show without all my friends and all my supporters. Like I just mentioned, precisionimpact.ca and, of course, theropetrainer.com. Um, as I mentioned, um, my challenge to you is to watch some, some, some College World Series games. Compare the way they act to the way your kids act. Now, kids, the younger you get, the, 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 the funnier and goofier they act. That's not really what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the, the sooner in life we can start preparing our kids to play like a team – act like a team, understand what a team is, I think it only benefits us. Um, you know, it's funny because, you know, people talk to me all the time about select baseball, and that's what we call it in our parts. They call it travel baseball and other and, and all-star ball or whatever you call it wherever you're from. But basically, select baseball in our parts basically references the fact that um, instead of there being a little league and you go sign up and you get put on a team or there's a draft or whatever, Basically, you form a team, and then you decide how you want to run your team, and you decide what level you want to play. And, you know, we, we have a huge select baseball league that I happen to be a commissioner in our area. It has 200 teams in it and for, through multiple counties. And then you set up schedules, and you do all this stuff. So that is select baseball to me. And basically what it means is you select who you want on your team, and you select, if you're good enough, what team you want to play for. Now, the majority of these are developed over time, and people think this is a problem because they say it's watered down because there's so many teams because teams decide they don't like this is the way it's going or they don't like these people, and they want to play with these people so they get a team. So I say in one breath, while I can see your argument for some of the negative stuff, I also say, well, what's wrong with that? Number one, it, it, it probably affords more kids the opportunity to play baseball. It also affords people to, in a lot of cases, be around people they want to be around with be around on a consistent basis because the truth of the matter is you're going to be around these people a lot. You can pick and choose to some degree who you want being the influential person in the dugout and on the field. But this is where it gets a little hairy for me sometimes. We have to take that serious, right? We have to decide who's doing what because we're trying to teach, right? 
So the teamwork stuff is tough because sometimes we get caught up in individual achievements. We get caught up in, you know, it's only natural that on most teams you've got, listen, I say it all the time, the 20-60-20 thing really applies to life. You know, if you've got 10 kids on your team, I guarantee you, guarantee you two of them are probably really, really good. Okay. And then six of them are probably good players. And then you probably got a couple players that if you really wanted to, you could have tryouts and cut them. But maybe those two players at the bottom, while they don't contribute on the field, maybe they're good kids. Maybe they're good families. Maybe they're good teammates. Maybe they make things better. So, again, it comes down to how do you want to run your team and what do you want to do. And that's why I want you to watch College World Series. It takes all these guys. It takes guys that are willing to come and work every day and try to get better and push other players and pinch run and take a pinch at bat here and and work hard. Know that maybe today's not their day, but next year they're working for next year. And this guy, I mean, we've lost that a little bit to some degree, and I want people to watch it and realize what it is and what it was and what it should be. Now, I'm not advocating that you go out and you have a select baseball team with 25 eight-year-olds and they're they're pushing each other and they're doing all this. The game has to be fun too, and you have to. It's all relative to your situation. But when I look at when I look at the College World Series, there's to me it's it, it means that there's still a purity in the game before kids are getting paid. Um, you know, you basically can say, well, they are getting paid. They're getting scholarships. They get a little bit of a stipend. They're living the life. They're doing these things. Absolutely, I stand by that statement. You know, people that say, well, it's, you know, yeah, yes and no. You know, I, I, there there could be an argument made that the guys that are playing at Texas and North Carolina and Mississippi State, you know, they're in a little bit different scenarios than the guy playing in nowhere, in the middle of nowhere, Egypt, right? A, 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 a field, a college you've never heard of with a baseball team with 25 guys on it that just go out and play every day, every one of them knowing that the probabilities of them getting an opportunity to play after their last college baseball game is even less than 0.1%, even less than for the guys that are, that are great. Their opportunity is not even remotely close. But there's a love, there's a dream. I always say, why would you be a dream killer? I, if, if a kid on that team that you've never heard of before that's five foot eight and 160 pounds is dreaming of having an opportunity to just for one day playing a minor league baseball game. Why would you kill it? Go out there. Okay. I guarantee you the kid that feels that way probably goes out and plays so hard and gives so much of himself and is probably a good, I mean, it means everything in the world. So why wouldn't you enjoy the purity of that? And that's really where, where I'm at with the whole thing. And that's why I want people to, um, to understand what I'm really saying, and that is just enjoy it. And, and, and again, if, if you look at it and you're trying to um, figure out where your place is in all this or your son or daughter's place is in all this, right? I mean, I, I, I understand how difficult that can be. Um, you know, I guess my thing would be, well, why not make my own place? Why not make it what I want it to be, right? Why not say, hey, uh, I'm going to go get what I want, and this is how I'm going to do it, and with my parents' help and with my coach's help, I'm going to try to be the best I can be. And if the best I can be is good enough to do this, uh, you know, uh, let's go. I'm, I'm ready. But sometimes that's not good enough, and I think that's where we lose sight. I mean, I, again, you look at these College World Series, and you'll see s- certain players, and you'll see certain teams – 
and there's always names and kids come through and they have great shining moments and sometimes they're players that you didn't expect and, and man it it's just it's a wonderful thing and to see it and to have it have it go on is just an amazing thing in my opinion it just is but it was just odd knowing that that was going on down the street and right down the street was a bunch of high school players uh the majority of them never will play in college um you know the, some of them won't ever see significant varsity time um just playing because they want to play baseball enjoying it having a good time uh taking a charter bus they did and staying in a hotel room with three guys for some of them three guys that you typically don't hang out with you know your parents staying in another room and your coach is handling everything you know in bed by this time up by this time you're not wake you know you're not waking your kid up making sure he's got his uniform you know they're taking care of themselves all part of growing up how's that a bad thing it was awesome my kid had a great time and you know you have to know your kids you know logan's a little bit different than his older brother you know he he doesn't he's 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 got his crew right some of these kids are all older than him and they're not really his crew and and you know he he spent he spent three days in a hotel room with guys he really didn't know that well and and went to a went to the college world series the, the doubleheader and sat out in the in the general admission with a team full of kids that are all older than him and kids that he hasn't really run and you know for him to come back and i said you have a good time he said yeah i had a blast you know i got to know some of the guys and really spend some time with you know again how is that a bad thing lots of great things happen when you when you venture out and you just go do something that you enjoy and I want to make sure that we're allowing our, our, our kids to do that. And that's why I said, if I'm, if I'm you or if I'm anybody, I'm asking just to tell your players to sit down and watch some College World Series games, man. Are they perfect? No. Silly things happen. But for the most part, just watch the players, man. It's a lot of fun. You can learn a lot by just watching. And I think that's really, at the end of the day, all I'm saying here. Watch some games. It's a lot of fun. Really enjoy the Omaha thing. If you ever get the opportunity, listen, if you ever get the opportunity to take your team to Omaha and watch the College World Series, then do that. I mean, come on. Great stuff. Great stuff as always. All right, time now to get into some of our influencers and, and see what they have for us this week. Of course, um, the show is brought to you by The Rope Trainer, theropetrainer.com. And as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one for big leaguers to little leaguers. So check out theropetrainer.com today. As they've picked a wonderful human being and my friend and yours, Kurt McNabb, to uh, tell you all about it and share his knowledge of the game of baseball with you each and every week, because I know you all appreciate because everybody loves Kirk. Let's hear what he has for us this week on the Rope Report from our friends at theropetrainer.com and, of course, Kirk's crew at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. Take it away, Kirk. Holy cow, Jim. What a display of hitting at this week's Home Run Derby. It was awesome, electrifying, fun, and most definitely Dirtbag Baseball Nation worthy. I don't usually get too ramped up, but I have to admit, my heart was pumping watching Judge follow up Boar's display in the first round, all the way to the father-son team of the Bellingers. Stop and think about it, realistically for a second. That was back-to-back, incredibly glued-to-the-action hitting displays under a lot of pressure, whether they admit it or not. Then we move into the game and see just as impressive a display of pitching the next night. Simply mowing down hitters with some exceptional defensive plays mixed in at opportune times. MLB must be sitting back and loving life with this crop of rookies all the way to the seasoned veterans. A showing like these are why I'm so passionate about this game of baseball as well as doing our weekly episode of The Rope Report. 
I think everyone knows now that our main focus here at their big baseball nation is on the throwing and pitching side of the game. And I'm honored to be teamed up with Earl and his team at the Rope Trainer. Together, we are arm care specialists looking to educate players, coaches, and parents on using your entire body and not just your arm to create proper throwing mechanics. Proper throwing for all positions, and especially pitching, is all about understanding how to incorporate your entire body in order to take undue stress off of your arm as much as possible. Being able to repeat our delivery or throwing constantly takes a long time and is based on a variety of things, such as learning to understand what's involved in throwing, how to feel your entire body throwing properly versus improperly, the kinetic chain of your body, knowing when to stop throwing based on your age or just simply your physical strength, and more as you evolve in the game. For example, I get asked or told regularly, ah, they're only eight years old, so they have lots of time to learn. Sounds okay on the surface, but when you step back and think about it, it's wrong. If throwing or pitching is all about muscle memory, is it not crucial to start throwing correctly right from the beginning? If it takes 10,000 hours to become a master at something, you better understand at least whether or not throwing is being taught properly in order to understand if what you are doing feels right or not. It's crazy to me that a lot of times we just tell players to go and throw without proper guidance right from the beginning, and then we end up getting stuck trying to fix them after they've sustained an injury. We don't see them throwing improperly to begin with, and it caused an injury, then how are you the person that's realistically able to fix the problem? Be aware of that, parents. Be aware of that, players. When I get players who have been injured, it doesn't take me any time to find the problem and educate them why they have had the problem and what needs to be fixed based on my experience. But where I run into problems is it takes time educating them, their parents, and their coaches that the throwing journey is a slow process and not an overnight accomplishment. Everybody wants it immediately and don't usually have the determination and mindset because of their lack of education to understand throwing and pitching is a journey with lots of highs and lows along the way. That's why I recommend the rope trainer to help you with this journey. Like I've mentioned before in the rope report, if used properly, you will gain a tremendous amount of understanding how the body needs to work in order to create sustainable development and that should be always your end goal. Please do yourself a huge favor. Go to www.theropetrainer.com and enter Dirtbag5 to order your very own throwing buddy. You'll never need to wait for your teammate or friend to practice throwing again. I'm Kirk McNabb of Dirtbag Baseball Nation, and that's all the time I have for this week's episode of The Rope Report. I can't thank each and every one of our listeners enough for continued support And I look forward to hearing from new people every week and talking throwing with you. Please be sure to like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dirtbag Sports Nation, or sorry, at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. You can contact me personally at Kirk McNabb, number 29, at gmail.com, or feel free to call me at 519-836-6369, or on my cell at 226 821-2402. Until next week, let's all continue to love this game and get dirty. Awesome stuff. Love it. And again, I know that's why people appreciate Kirk so much. You can hear it in his voice. The guy just loves the game and he loves to teach. 
and it means something to him. And again, I appreciate him very much. And uh, as I always say, the rope trainer guys couldn't have picked a better guy to represent him in the rope report. Another gentleman who I think so much of and uh, has done so much for so many kids. And it was no secret when the draft rolled by, we saw, you know, we saw numerous kids from his program that he has mentored over the years, getting an opportunity now to play at the highest level. He's got kids, you know, playing in, in, in big games in college and, He's, you know, all the way down to little kids that are just loving the game. That's my friend and yours, Justin Stone, and, of course, Travis Kerber, up with Elite Baseball in Chicago. And they're wonderful, EliteBaseball.tv. If you haven't gotten it yet, if you haven't signed up for EliteBaseball.tv, you're doing yourself a disservice. Make sure you check it out. And I do want to say thank you to the people that send me notes and say, hey, you were right. I checked out EliteBaseball.tv. It's tremendous. Best $99 I ever spent. Check it out now, EliteBaseball.tv. Let's hear what they have for us. Take it away, fellas. Thanks, Jim. Justin Stone here from EliteBaseball.tv. And travel team tryouts are just around the corner. And one of the age-old questions is, how much should my son or daughter be playing in order to keep up with the Joneses and continue to progress at an advanced level in this game? Or, I have a recreational player that's looking to make that jump, really enjoys baseball, think, well, we need to play more games, we need to play more baseball in order to be better at baseball. And at the youth level, my answer may surprise you. I, too, own a travel baseball organization. I run a big facility. However, my best advice to, to you that has a son or daughter wants to get better in the game, be a better athlete. You've heard me say that many times before. But specialization at a young age actually deters players from becoming well-rounded athletes, which also translates into better baseball and softball players. Yeah, there's no doubt that the baseball IQ and acumen gets better the more we play. However, what I see in a training situation is players get so confined in doing specific skills to baseball that when they get out on the field, they are a little bit less athletic. Meaning we can practice ground balls all we want and swinging a bat in a rotational matter all we want. But when a player is asked to do something out of the norm of their normal training cycle, that movement can be foreign to them, and it also increases the risk of injury. Diving for a ball, having to jump over a player that's sliding at your feet. These instantaneous reactions to some external stimuli that they're not used to doing is what puts these players at peril. So the things that we get on a basketball court, the things that we get on a football field, a soccer field, all those change of direction movements, you can't replicate those in any kind of strength and conditioning program, let alone a baseball practice. So at the youth age, relax, take a step back, enjoy the progression of your son or daughter just being an athlete and playing multiple sports during the year. And you'll find as they get to that stage where, you know, they figure out what they like to do a little bit more, as well as the pyramid starting to apex to its climb, where you know they may not make the basketball team at the 14 or 15 year old age because that might be their third best sport. These things tend to take care of themselves. But all of those repetitions that you got on a basketball court from 12, 13, and 14 will definitely make you a better baseball player as well. So just try to keep these things in perspective. If you think, well, we found a travel organization that plays 100 games, so this one must be better. Or we play year-round, and year-round training is fine. But don't do it in lieu of playing other sports as well. There's definitely a balance you can have with each, and you're going to have a more enjoyable experience. You're going to find that your son or daughter is going to avoid the burnout factor and become a better baseball player or softball player themselves just because they're better athletes. 
Until next time, this is Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv, and thanks, Jim. We'll see you on the field. Awesome stuff as always, and again, I say it, um, very blessed to have some tremendous influencers within the game of baseball, especially that influence young kids involved in my show. That's what it's really all about, and I know you guys are enjoying it, judging by your comments and the, and the, and the interaction that we get thanks to our influencers. It's going to do it for me this week. Um, I'm excited to get to watch some more College World Series games. I hope you guys are enjoying those games as well. Um, it is a challenge of me to you. I challenge you guys sometimes to do some things, and and I'm telling you, sit the kids down, let them watch some College World Series. It's exciting, man. Just you preach the joy, preach the love, preach the passion, the commitment. There's a word that doesn't. There's a word that gets thrown around and is a little loose these days. Preach commitment. Good stuff. Um, again, special thanks to PrecisionImpact.ca, my friends uh, out of out of Canada that do such a tremendous job. And I talked a little bit today about those sandballs. They're important for training, but they're also great to have uh, when you find yourself trying to take BP and no batting cages around before a game. That's PrecisionImpact.ca. Don't forget to type Youth Baseball Talk in the discount area, and you'll get yourself another 10% off the product. My friends, EliteBaseball.tv with their wonderful – uh, product uh, again people are learning so much by signing up for elitebaseball.tv i suggest you do so today and of course couldn't do the show without earl chris verna and of course john smoltz the rope trainer.com and as john smoltz says everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers thank you guys for your continued support you're killing it in atlanta and i knew that you would YouthBaseballTalk.com. Subscribe to the show there. Do your shopping through Amazon. And, of course, you can listen to back episodes. Find us on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Hit us up on Facebook, Youth Baseball Talk. Like our Facebook page. Invite your friends as well. It means a lot to us as we try to have more people involved in the conversation. Find us on Instagram, Youth Baseball Talk. And, of course, you can always find us at lineupmedia.fm, home now of your radio. Download it today. It's absolutely free. Leave them a review. They've worked so hard on it. They would love to hear from you. Brian Kroc, Andrew Allen, thanks for all you do behind the scenes. And to all my supporters out there, I leave you. Let's see you on the field. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.